which means good morning, good morning. That hymn uh, that we sang resonating in my soul. That hymn that we open up with. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, need grace, oh, for grace to trust him. We'll be in uh, John chapter 1 this morning. I want to thank uh, Pastor Brian, Pastor Libby, Pastor Aaron, Pastor Sandy, and Pastor Brian uh, for, for their prayers. Uh, if you do not know, uh, you are in a praying church. If you are not aware, if you're a visitor or if you may not have uh, been here much, I want to tell you that you are in a praying church. If you need prayers, if you need deliverance, if you need guidance, if you need eyes to see, if you need ears to hear, these are praying pastors. They're praying believers. This is a praying church. This is a praying church. Brian has called me many a times, right on time, telling me that he's praying, praying for me, praying for my family. Uh, this is a praying church. So uh, let me get into the message this morning. John chapter 1. So that we might believe, so that you may uh, believe. John chapter 1, verses 6 through uh, 13. John 1, 6 through 13. And it reads as such, it says, There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for a witness that he might bear witness of the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came that he might bear witness of the light. There was the true light which came into the world, enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he came, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Even those who believe 
in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now, the Lord has already added a blessing uh, to his word. Uh, the title of my message today is, uh, You Must Testify. You must, you must testify. And, of course, one of the wonderful things, uh, uh, briefly, though, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the light that allows us to see that we sat in darkness. We need to be able to, to see the light. The light that allows us to see that we sat in darkness. So there's a light that we need to be allowed to see. There's a light that we must come to see that reveals to me that we sat in darkness or that I sit in darkness or there are parts of my life that are in darkness. And so the book of John is a beautiful book because it, 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 it talks about uh, uh, or it helps us to come to believe. But to come to believe uh, what? Or what does it mean uh, uh, when Jesus Christ comes? Come to believe what? Not just to believe in the name of Jesus, but to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. So, so, so all throughout this, this uh, portion of the year or this rest of the year, uh, when you come to, to Crossview uh, Covenant, Rosa Parks, uh, uh, they're highlighting that you might come to believe. But come to believe in what? Not just in the name of Jesus. Because there are many that believe in the name of Jesus, but they don't believe that Jesus is who we believe Jesus Christ is. That he's the son of the living God. And so this book was written that you might come to believe. Or that you might begin believe deeper. Or that you might believe more consistently wherever you are on your journey. So very briefly, we're going to talk about the light that allows us to see that we sat in darkness. I wrestle with this. Uh, uh, because uh, see the book of John, you have the book of John, the apostle John, and then you have John the Baptist. And I kicked against the prick, Brian, <laughs> all week uh, before I was reminded by the Holy Spirit that there are two different ones. John the apostle, and I hope this blesses someone, is not John the Baptist. Now, you would think that I would know this with my master of divinity, or I would remember this, but I wrestled with it, and the door just didn't quite open. And I know I'm not the only one. But in the beginning of the book of John, in chapter 1, John, the apostle, talks about the witness of John. There's a witness of John, and that witness is John the Baptist. And so that's the part of the book of John that I'm talking about, because Jesus Christ, in Matthew, chapter 7, for those of us, chapter 11, verses 7 through 12, gave a very striking Description or illustration of who exactly John the Baptist was. Matthew 11, verses 7 through 11, it reads as such. And those, and as they were going away, Jesus began to speak to the multitudes about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind. But what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing. Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's palaces. But what did you go out? But why did you go out? To see a prophet. Yes, I say to you, and one who is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Verse 11 of Matthew 11. Truly I say to you, among those born of woman, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than 
he. And so I've always marveled at what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had to say about John the Baptist, in which in the book of John, John the Apostle is alluding to the witness about. And so what made John the Baptist so great and what's going to uh, continue to illuminate you guys' life and experience is that John the Baptist came preaching the baptism of repentance. So what would make Jesus so astounded? What would make Jesus give John the highest accolades given to any man? He said he was greater than any man John the Baptist was. And his purpose for coming was to preach a baptism of repentance. He prepared the way for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. Meaning that as we throughout this semester or throughout the rest of this year, as was mentioned, we must bring to the forefront of our lives and our mind, those things in which we must repent for. Because that is what's going to usher in the spirit of Jesus Christ. That is what's going to usher in the word of Jesus Christ. That is what's going to usher in the light of Jesus Christ. Have you ever had someone prepare something for you? Or have you ever went somewhere for any type of function and things were prepared nicely? That sets the scene, that sets the stage, that sets the ambiance of what is to come. Have you ever went somewhere where things were not so much prepared? That too sets the scene, that sets the ambiance for what is to come. The reason why Jesus Christ lifted up John the Baptist so high and glorified him and placed him above all men as according to scripture. Is because he prepared our hearts. He prepared our minds. He's prepared our souls. He's prepared the way in which we are to walk upon, tread upon, uh, uh, move on our journey upon a baptism of repentance. There's something in all of our lives that we can stand in need of repentance for. Each time I stand to pray or stand to study the Bible or stand to interact with another believer or meet someone from a different from the different side of the track or, 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 or reconfigure or reimagine something or re-understand something that I've learned throughout my life. We all stand in need of repentance. And that's what Jesus Christ is, is lauding uh, the, uh, John the Baptist for is because he came. Pointing not to himself, but pointing to Jesus Christ, just as I am, just as we are, just as we've been called to do. It's not me, it's Jesus Christ. But to receive him, I must have a repentant heart. I must understand that, that, that he is the word. And if I get into it, he is the word. He is the life. He is the life. He is God himself. He has been. He always has been and he always will stay the same. But for me to receive that, for me to truly allow that spirit of Christ to be operable in my life, I must receive the baptism of repentance. And so as I sit here this morning, as, I, as, I, as you sit here this morning, I stand here this morning, uh, I'm telling you that there has been a forerunner, John the Baptist. And to receive Jesus Christ, we must have received the baptism of repentance. First point. Very briefly, it is what has been seen that is true that leads one to believe. It's what's been seen that's true that leads one to believe. When we look at verse 7 of, of John 1, it says, He came for a witness that he might bear witness of the light that all might believe through him. I came this morning for a witness. I came this morning for a witness. 
that I once was bound and, and now I'm free, that, that I once was blind and now I can see, that I, that I used to could not hear but now I could hear, that I used to live a certain way but I've been free from that way, that I used to look at a certain type of people a certain way but now I don't see them that way, that I used to understand uh, things a certain way but Jesus Christ has shown me what it really means. When I recognized that I was blind, when I recognized that I couldn't see, when I recognized that I was bound, that is what caused me to repent and able to receive. That's what allowed me to see the true light. That is why we're here and it's very personal and exclusive to each and every one of us. So if you come back next Sunday, know you're coming back next Sunday to believe even deeper and believe that there'll be something next Sunday that you'll need to repent from that goes on in between this Sunday. And that is why we need a Savior. That is why we lift up a Savior. That is why the Savior came, to destroy the works of the evil one. And we all need him to put us on level playing field. Jesus Christ lifted up John the Baptist. John the Apostle illustrated that in the first chapter of his book. It is what has been seen that, has, that is true that leads one to believe. And we see through the word, going back to verse 1 of John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. So the word was God. The word is God. Everything was created by the word, and the word and God is one. And so we're studying the word of God. They prayed for me that I would preach the word of God. It's the word of God that'll reach your heart. It's the word of God that'll illuminate you in darkness. It's the word of God that'll free you from what's bound you. It's the word of God that'll tell, tell truth to the lies that you've been told. It's the word of God that'll give you understanding when there no unwise other would be. It's the word of God. And so that's why we're here, to preach and teach the word and receive the word of God. And we thank John the Baptist for giving us the baptism of repentance to know that there's something I need to repent from, turn from, learn afresh and anew so that I can receive new revelation, receive new direction, receive uh, new insights, receive a new heart for love, receive a new heart for compassion, receive a new heart for mercy, receive a new heart for understanding. Receive that I might become better. That this world that shall pass away, that does not, that isn't our home, hasn't always been congruent with who we are and what we believe. You might testify. See, the, 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 heart of, the, the, the baptism of repentance gives me something to testify from and to testify about. And to understand, that's why I can get happy about Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, because when I told him what had me bound, he proved it over and over, that he loved me, that that's what he came for. He didn't condemn, he convicted me. That's what this is about. It is what has been seen that is true that leads one to believe. A witness to the word and a witness to who the word is. We all are a witness to the word and we all are a witness to who the word is. The only one who can free. The only one that can give you eyes to see. The only one that can give you a new mind. The only one that can give you New grace and greater grace. Our experience of the word into and through our life that has been 
confirmed as true is what has led us to believe in Jesus Christ. Our experience of the word in, to, and through our life that has been confirmed as true is what has led us to believe in Jesus Christ. He came for witness that he might bear witness of that light that all might believe through him. Number two, it is the telling of that which was seen that leads one to believe. That's what the apostle John did in the first chapter of his book. The book that was written so that you might come to believe. Not just believe in Jesus because there are many that believe in Jesus. But no, the ones that believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. That Jesus Christ was there before creation. That Jesus Christ encapsulated the word. That Jesus Christ will be there in the end. So it is the telling of that which was seen that leads one to believe. He came for a witness that he might bear witness of that light. And Luke chapter 3, verses 3 through 6, the writer talks about more of why John the Baptist came and who he was and what exactly his purpose was and what it can do for you and I once again. Luke 3, verses 3 through Six reasons such as, and he came to all the district around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. I'll pause very quickly. A baptism of repentance to receive the forgiveness of sins. So once I receive the baptism, once I, once I practice the baptism of repentance, then I can receive my forgiveness for sin. Then I can receive Jesus Christ. Then he'll become more real to me, more tangible to me. And that's why Jesus Christ lifted up John the Baptist. You prepared a, a wonderful way. You told them and he preached so profoundly that they thought he was the Savior. As the scripture said, are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? Are you the one? No, I'm just simply here to point the way to Jesus Christ. That you must repent so that you can receive forgiveness for your sins. And oh, what a beautiful day. What a beautiful morning when we find ourselves on that level playing field in need of a precious Savior. Luke 3, verse 4 through 6. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Every ravine shall be filled up. Every mountain and hill shall be brought low. And the crooked shall become straight. And the rough road smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. That is who John the Baptist was, and that is what John Baptist came to do. He was the one crying out in the wilderness, ready to make way for the Lord, to make your path straight. But I must first recognize that my path is crooked. Every ravine shall be filled. Whatever's empty, when I profess and proclaim that it's empty, he'll fill it up. I won't have to go to the well of the world. I won't have to go to anything on the internet. I won't have to go to anything that I can buy. I won't have to go to anything that I can solicit. I can go to Jesus Christ with true, with true assurance that he can fill me up. That's what this is about. And the more you come back, the more you'll believe. And the more you believe, the more you'll repent. The more you repent, the more he'll heal you. The more you'll be healed and you'll believe more. 
and every mountain and hill shall be brought low. My dear mother and I were talking about mountains in our lives and how prayer moves mountains. But to pray, I must first repent. I must first acknowledge the mountain, the mountain that's different, but yet the same in each and every one of our lives. And when I acknowledge the mountain and I speak through faith to the one who can remove the mountains, the mountains cease to be. That's what John the Baptist did. Every ravine shall be filled. Every mountain shall be brought low and the crooked shall become straight and the rough roads smooth. Verse 6, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. That's what the word does. That's why I'm dependent on the word. That's why this church is built upon the word. That's why they pray for me to preach the word. That's why when I'm faithful to the word, that's why the Holy Spirit will bear witness with my spirit as it's bearing witness with your spirit. And we can do what? See the salvation of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus it is the telling of that which is seen that leads one to believe. A witness that Jesus is the light, that I might bear witness of that light through a baptism of repentance. As I prepare to close, lastly, I say unto you, it is the reception. It is the reception of that which is true that one might believe through him. And so now the challenge and the chore and the prayer becomes of all that has been said today, that your heart remains to be tilled and your conscience remains to be free and your, 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 your soul uh, remains to be open that we might receive this word that God has given to us through the Apostle Paul, through the Apostle uh, John. It is the reception of that which is true that one might believe through him. He came for a witness that he might bear witness of that light that all might believe through him. And so if I am to receive that which is true, that I might come to believe through him, I must testify through repentance that I am in darkness or that I sat in darkness. So the light that allows us to see that we sat in darkness, we want to be able to see that light that allows us to see those areas of our lives that have been darkened. Once God shows me, once the Lord Jesus shows me, and we make our worst mistakes with the best of intentions, once he shows me, then I am to repent from that area that had been darkened in my life. Once I repent of that which kept me in darkness, which kept me in solitude, which kept me bound, that in which I need to be delivered from, God, Jesus is faithful and true to forgive me of my sin and to free me from that sin. And then I'm able to operate and see the salvation that is the Lord. And so that's why I'm here this morning to remind you that you might testify just as John the Apostle is testifying about John the Baptist in regards to being the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And why Jesus Christ was so excited 
why Jesus Christ lifted John uh, the Baptist up higher than any man because he prepared the hearts, the souls, the spirits, and the minds of God's people, reminding them of the one who was to come so that they might receive him once he came. So this morning, I too challenge you. I too lift up the name of Jesus Christ. I too warn you that you be prepared through a baptism, through repentance, so that you might receive what the Spirit of God can do in, to, and through you. And we pray for those that might not be able to see, that might not have the courage to see, that might be fearful to see, who may not have ears to hear, who may not yet have have come to a point where they can receive it. We pray that is who we pray for. That is what we will pray for uh, from this Sunday to next Sunday, day by day day and through the rest of this year that is what this series is about so that you whomever you may be starting with myself might come to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and so I'm grateful uh, to be here grateful to be a part uh, of the body of Jesus Christ through uh, Crossview Covenant Rosa Parks uh, 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 and it is my prayer uh, that each and every one of you Uh, This morning, Uh, uh, come to a deeper understanding, a a deeper relationship uh, 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 with Jesus Christ. And that your coming here is purposeful and that it bears the fruit that God would allow you to have. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, eternal God, Father, thank you. Thank you for this morning. Father, thank you uh, for who you are. Omnipotent, omniscient, and I'm not present one. Thank you uh, for your son, Jesus Christ, who came to destroy the works of the evil one. Thank you, Father, for a continued appetite. Despite all of the trinkets that this world has to offer, we, this body, we have an appetite for your son, your son, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Father, I ask that uh, you would just continue to strengthen Father, I ask that you would continue to make uh, clear uh, uh, who you are through your word and how it is to be utilized in and through our lives. Father, we repent right now silently uh, from things that we may not know, sins that we've committed and, and things that we have omitted to do. Father, we all fall short of the glory of God, but we thank you that your son, Jesus Christ, has not failed us yet. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and ask it all. And everyone said, Amen, amen. Thank you, thank you.